following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. They'll know you've arrived when you drive up in the 1958 Edsel, the car that's truly new from nameplate to taillights. Welcome to that tip-top terrific and splendidly prolific waltz down memory lane, the Mid-Modcast. And here are your Mid-Modcasters, Craig, Paula, and Dave. Hey, thank you, Alan Marsh, for that wonderful introduction. Welcome to the Mid-Modcast. I'm Craig. Who are you crazy and wild people? I'm Paula. The name is Fritz. Dave Fritz. <laughs> yes! I was just thinking we needed that. Very good. We're joined once again with our good friend Raymond Keating, author extraordinaire, podcaster, economist, man of mystery, man about town. La- oh, remember? Ladies, man, man's man, man about town. Yes, that's right. That's Very good, Paula. Oh, thank yes. you. One of my favorite movies, Down with Love. Well, Paula, if people want to find us on the interweb, what would they do? Where would they go? Go to the Facebook. Wait, no, sorry. Go to Facebook. It's not 1980. No, 1990, 19, two. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, it's at themidmodcast.com. No, no, no the, that's... just midmodcast.com. Oh, my goodness gracious. Would you like me to help you out? <laughs> yeah. You can email right. us at midmodcast at gmail.com. Call us at two. Oh, come on. Two ones. Oh, I am flubbing this up so bad. Thank you. I couldn't even see it. 216 309 2204. You're the one who put the chair in front of the board. I know. 216 309 2204. It's been a long week of teaching remotely from my living room. And I, I feel uh, like can- we're. We're almost like the match game. We're like recording multiple episodes and <laughs> drinking in between each one. But uh, listeners at home, we are not drinking this evening. Whereas, you know, like Paula said, long week and no, yeah, yeah. right. And you can get us on the the Twitter at uh, at the Mid Modcast and as well as inst- Instagram at the Mid Modcast. So catch us on social media, please. If any of those things don't work, just drop the and look for Mid Modcast. But I'm yeah, not, sometimes I'm, I'm confused now so some of them some of them have a hyphen and some just are one word and i don't know we need to streamline yeah. we need a media director anybody out there want to do it that would be great yeah. we pay nothing but it's we, a lot of fun we we pay in love and an acknowledgement that's uh, yeah that's about yeah. what we pay with right uh by the way subscribe to this podcast give us a good review because i have a big fat ego that needs to be stroked right and, uh, five, four stars five stars five stars all the way five stars five all the stars way, please. Yes, and uh, we are going to have a giveaway. I believe we're going to give away a Pastor Stephen Grant novel, if I'm not Ooh. mistaken, signed Ooh. by Raymond Keating himself. Well, who's so, Raymond Keating? That's our guest that I just introduced. He is oh, the author of, of tell me, the tell me. Pastor Stephen Grant novel, Spy Extraordinaire. Whoa. Uh, man of God and man of mystery at the same time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray, good to have you with us. If people want to find your books online or your website, where would they go? 
Uh, you can get signed books at rekeatingonline.com, or you can just head over to amazon.com and find the books over there, or you can go to pastorstephengrant.com. So there you go. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, we already asked you last episode what belongs in Jello and what doesn't. So we'll forego the Jello <laughs> conversation, I suppose. Today we're talking about Bond lookalikes or spoofs, if you will. And uh, I think we all have some favorites, uh, several TV shows, movies, uh, movie franchises even that uh, <laughs> came and came and went. Uh, I'm going to start out, I think, with my favorite Bond spoof would be Get Smart. And Maxwell Smart thinks that he's very cool like James Bond, but he's not. But he's he, he manages to get the job done. He's got all the gadgets, just like James Bond, even more, I think, than James Bond. And most of them end up blowing up in his face or he stabs himself with a dart or something else. And Mayhem ensues. Uh, get Smart was a wonderful, wonderful franchise that lasted not long enough if you ask me i loved his cars he started out with a ferrari on the first episode and why it went away after that i don't know but through a series of car sponsorships car company sponsorships he drove a sunbeam tiger he drove an opal he drove a uh carmen Ghia. uh gosh he drove something else i can't remember what it was but um, would you believe a sunbeam tiger did i not say that <laughs> would you believe you oh okay i sorry. thought i said that one. <laughs> oh he drove a Datsun convertible for a very brief period of time if oh, i remember wow. right i might be wrong on that but i uh, like i like dave's response check check the uh check the <laughs> wikipedia it, craig that. i think craig missed, missed it, it by, by that by much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and who was his uh, lovely co-spy on that show? 99, uh, played by yes. Barbara Feldon. And, and what was 99's real name? 99. We never I found know. out. <laughs> never hear her real name. Yeah, we knew we knew uh, Maxwell Smart's <laughs> name. Uh, I think we got Chief's, Chief's first name in one of the episodes, but I don't think we got his full name. But 99, even when they got married, was That's right. still 99. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so what anyway, they, yeah. Who were the the two? What was it Mel Brooks? Yeah, and, okay. and Buck, Buck Henry. Henry right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are two right. huge names. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, and, and it's just glorious stuff. I love that. Show. I, I oh, loved an yeah. interview that I saw with with uh, Mel Brooks as he was talking about the development of it, and he said, "I really wanted to do a show about an idiot." And <laughs> <laughs> And that's that was where Get Smart came along. Uh, they they didn't really have much in the way of big ideas until they sat down with the writers and started hammering it out and everything. But uh, well, uh, control and chaos. I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff. And Siegfried, Siegfried. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to just drop this because we've got so much more to talk about and movies and other shows. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and punt to Ray. Throw one out there and tell us about it. Well, you know, I, I had seen the Matt Helm movies going back many, many years. And all I remembered was Dean Martin drinking and right. women and so on. So I went back and I, I watched the first one and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is 
this is really bad. I mean, it's supposed to be a spoof. I understand, but it's, it's just not, it's just not happening on any level whatsoever. Although I did like when he's riding along in the car and he asks, um, whoever, uh, I can't remember the woman's, uh, anyway, is his, his co-star there to put on some music. And of course it's Frank Sinatra. And he goes, Oh, I hate this guy. Put on somebody else. And then it's Dean Martin. He's like, Oh, this guy's great. And I'm like, really? This is what we're doing here. Was, was he driving his tricked out station wagon? Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah. I believe he was. Wasn't it like an AMC ambassador? It's, just, it's so yeah. bizarre. But the, the strangest <laughs> thing is doing a little research because I knew it was based on books. And when you go and you find the, the books, they were written by Donald Hamilton there were 27 of them. Wow. 27. And they are, they're not anything. I mean, when you read up on these books, I haven't had the privilege to, by the way, if you go, if you have an audible subscription and I just did this, it's like all of these books now are available for free. If you have an audible subscription, oh, wow. so I like downloaded the first six or something Ooh. like that. But um, these are like, this character is very, very serious. He's not, you know, like a James Bondish kind of guy. He's got like a pickup truck and he, he did grim things in World War Two. And and then he goes back and does more grim. And he's an assassin. He just basically takes assignments to kill spies. And it's it's hard boiled. They, they you know, it's like noir stuff. And then you look at and, and they bought the rights to this and produced Matt Helm with Dean Martin. <laughs> oh. wow. Like that is so bizarre to me. And the, the, and the other part that's funny is the guy that I have to get this straight. The guy that produced them, Irving Allen, ties back to Bond because he was Cubby Broccoli, the producer of James oh, Bond movies. Yeah. He was his original right. partner. Cubby Broccoli couldn't meet, make a meeting with Ian Fleming. So Irving Allen goes, insults the hit Fleming and the Bond books. So that just blows up. Cubby Broccoli's all bent out of shape, right? Cubby Broccoli gets a new partner who makes the Bond movies. You know, we, we know the history of that, right? And then this guy comes along and he gets the Matt Helm books. And he produces these strange movies. <laughs> and there were four of them. And they're just odd <laughs> yeah they they, uh, they came out in the 60s right it wasn't yeah, the yes. first one 65 like, or 66 was, right. was the first one yeah right and uh, as i was talking to you before ray i i said well these movies seem to be an opportunity for dean martin to kiss pretty girls uh yeah. wink at the camera and drink a little and and that yeah. was kind of very, very unusual thing. for dean he really had a stretch for that you know, profitable, I'm sure, for Dean Martin. Uh, they are fun. I mean, they're kind of fun movies, but you got to be in a very sophomoric sense of uh, place in your in your thought patterns at that time. So. Yeah, yes, I think so. Yeah, Dave, what what do you have for us as far as uh, what's what's one that you want to throw out there? Well, you know, listeners of this show, of this podcast, are probably going to say, man, what is the deal with his fascination with the <laughs> Avengers and Diana Rigg? But if you if you haven't seen the show, it is an ultra stylish 60s era bit of espionage and saving the world from from bad guys. Um, and of course, we're not talking about the Marvel Universe phenomenon, but the 60s TV show that first appeared on the US airwaves in 1966. So kind of like Craig, I'm going back to TV in the UK. However, the show had been broadcast since 1961. So actually, 
I know we're making comparisons to James Bond, but the Avengers actually started before uh, James Bond did. It starred Patrick McNee as British government employee John Steed, aided most famously by civilian Emma Peel, played by Diana Rigg. Now, prior to coming to the U.S., the original British version paired McNee with Honor Blackman, who played a character named Kathy Gale. And on a previous episode, we <laughs> talked about how uh, Diana Rigg and Honor Blackman both had appeared on the Avengers, but they both had stints as uh, Bond girls as well. So, yeah. So the premise of the show is that Steed and Gale or Peel uh, team up to save the world from diabolical schemes. Uh, the show was sl- slickly produced and the late 60s era episodes pop with color. I mean... I think everything we're talking about today, all these spy movies, detective shows, uh, spy TV shows, you know, because color was such a new thing for TV, everything was just over the top, brightly colored. So you definitely get that with uh, the Avengers. We get to see McNee uh, clad in Pierre Cardin designed suits (laughs) and rig. Yeah. So it was produced for a time by ABC. So they had the funds to, you know get good duds for for their uh for their leading men and women and of course famously diana rigg was attired in leather performing judo on bad guys and also she got to drive around in a super stylish uh stylish lotus elan sports car do you guys do you guys remember did you ever watch the show by oh, any yeah. chance yeah yeah, yes, yeah. yeah and I it was like those cars tonight, I <laughs> <laughs> back when you uh lived at golden eye writing that's your right exactly. first finals right <laughs> yeah it was it was this really cool baby blue uh lotus elan and you know she'd drive around uh do judo on the bad guys and and it, it was just great fun uh yeah so just just because of the it was a very suave and and very stylish show and of course for me a big a big attraction for me to the show was emma had a big brain so she often solved the solved the um mystery of the episode and also got to throw her weight around she was the brains and the brawn so great show check it out the complete woman right there a complete, definitely, yeah. Polly, you got a show or a movie to talk about? Yeah, I need a little bossa nova, though. Yeah, my favorite is Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Just because it just shows off that comedic genius of Mike Myers playing several characters and all the, the it, it pretty much rolls everything about the genre into those three movies. Everything. Even last night we watched the first one. I rewatched the first. I Oh, you were gone. I watched the, re, uh, the first one and they threw a whole bunch of stuff from laughing. You know, where they're doing the dancing and the freezing and like everything is just kind of rolled into this. And then the names of the heroines are just a scream. They're so funny. Can, should I read them or no? He's it's it's up to you. Yeah. We got uh, Felicity Shagwell and Foxy Cleopatra and a lot of. 
That's the, fagina. Oh, that's right. That's, uh, she's Italian. A lot of <laughs> fagina. Yeah, because she's Italian. And, and it's just, they're all just genius. They're all marvelous, funny, you know, everything about them. Dr. Evil is is just, oh, everything about Mike Meyer is wonderful. Even though Wayne's World is technically my favorite Mike Meyer movie and the, one of my favorite That's not in the spy genre though. Of all time of Mike. I know I'm way off traffic <laughs> off topic here but but I would say Austin Powers is right up there. Well, if you watch Austin, Austin Powers, you're also seeing Matt Helm and Yes. Derek Flint is another one. Yes, our and, man Flint. Uh, our man Flint <laughs> in like Flint. Uh these movies were fantastic in that well, you have a family connection with the actor, I, don't you? Uh, right, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> Not really, but good old James Colburn was born in Laurel, Nebraska, the little tiny town in Nebraska where my dad comes from, little farming community. So that that's Laurel's big claim to fame. Is, yeah, it's, it's a but, small town. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's a small town. Anyway, Derek Flint is, he is just magnificent. He knows everything he is lethal in every way uh he he has not just one lady but four who tend to his every need he is amazing and he works well reluctantly for zowie oh oh uh, before i forget at the end of the movie he added one more so he had five by the end of oh, the that's movie, right yes he had five yes. and he works for zowie Tell them what Zowie, Zowie. is. Steve. Well, uh, I'm going to have to look it up because I'm I'm trying to remember what it is. Zonal Organization <laughs> World Intelligence Espionage. Espionage. <laughs> right. Zowie. Zowie. <laughs> so, nice. And it's dumb. He reluctantly, he, he reluctantly works for them. Right. 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 Because right. right. he was he's he was doing his own thing. He was having fun with his four ladies well, and doing everything else. And you know what? The, I think the key with that because I had never seen. The Flint movies until the other night when I watched Our Man Flint. And fortunately, I watched it after Matt Helm. So this was like, I I think I I sent a message to Craig. I said, this is a revelation. (laughs) Much better. Much better. James Coburn is just awesome in that role. He is all in. He is 100% all in. They're both great. And and then the second one, he went down to three ladies because five was turning out to be too many apparently yeah well and the, the budget got cut oh. <laughs> right right time's marching on and it yeah you know one of the things that is interesting is there's a character in this named hans gruber yes which, oh, really yes Isn't that if, hysterical? i don't remember that yeah if, if you've ever seen those bruce willis movies you'd uh, recognize that name from the first one uh, die hard wow. hans gruber is the bad guy and, yes. Uh, so, Mr. and Mr. Whipple is in it. Yes. <laughs> I pointed that out. So they, they're called. The first one is Our Man Flint. Our Man Flint. Right. And, and the then second one is in, 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 like, in like Flint. In like Flint. Right. I don't think there was a third one, was there? No, nope. there were just there two. Just two. And they were yeah. made maybe a year apart, if that. They were boom, boom, and right. It's it, they did crank out movies. I mean, you know. We wait a long time today for boobies. When you look at how fat, like the Bond movies, it was like 62, yeah. 63, 64. It was just oh. one, one year after another. Yeah. Really? So it's it's a lot of fun. And once again, like Matt Helm, these are based on books. And I'd like to check out the books because I'm curious if they're anything like the movie or not. I, I think the movies are probably somewhere along the lines of the books because there's actually 
a lot more that goes into it than Dean Martin swelling booze and kissing girls. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think there's probably and something free, more to it. Right? They're free, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Uh, let's move along. Who's got Who's got another one? Who wants to jump in? Uh, the man from Uncle. Oh yeah, that's um, good. It was a wonderful, I, I discovered this just a few years ago, but you've got Robert Vaughn as Napoleon Solo and uh, David McCallum as Ilya Koryakin. And uh, it's just, it, it. if you, I've watched it over the season, the seasons do kind of like Bond get a little crazier as, as each season passes, but they're just fun and it's save the world type of stuff. And it was just, I think it was just a little more rooted in the story early on and then it just you know they kind of ramped it up and so on but uh but it's great stuff and robert vaughn is fascinating in it and that uh the relationship between the two of them is great and and i have to remember the um you know david mccallum is now has been on uh, ncis forever and i remember like the first episode or two of that and they ask his name is ducky on that show and in the show they ask hey well who does ducky look like and somebody turns around and it looks like Ilya Koryakin. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. But it's just a fun, uh, over-the-top spy show, and it's well worth watching. And I've got a special – I've got my DVDs in a special, like, attache case that says Man oh. from Uncle on the outside. Oh, cool. you've got yes. And many people don't realize there was a spinoff, The Woman from Uncle – for one season, and that starred Stephanie Powers. I yes. Think. So there you go. She related to Austin. Heart to heart. <laughs> of heart to heart. <laughs> You'll appreciate this. I actually have the Girl from Uncle soundtrack. Of course oh, you the do, Girl Dave. from Uncle? Okay. The, on yeah. vinyl? On vinyl. Nice. Absolutely. And of course Stephanie you do. is featured on the cover. Yes. A serene. I want to see that cover. <laughs> okay, Does, quick. Who knows what Uncle stands for? Oh, oh I don't. I'm not going to know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Shoot. Yeah. I, I knew at one time. Uh, I did too, and I'm looking it up and I'm not finding it. Oh, you can't just throw <laughs> oh, stuff out there that you don't have the answer to? And look it up. Jeez. Well, there you go. Maybe that's, uh, if you want to win we'll, the we'll, Pastor Stephen Grant novel, be the first one to send us what <laughs> Uncle stands for. <laughs> There's an easy okay, one. Okay, you guys ready? Okay. It's the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. Nice. nice. I prefer Zowie. Yeah. Zowie. Good <laughs> Zowie. <too>. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of others that are favorites, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with the Saint. Starring Roger Moore, 1962 oh, yeah. to 69 in the UK, brought to the US by NBC in 1966. Simon Templer is the man. He grew up as a as an orphan, and uh, ended up taking the name of Simon Templer. He writes wrongs. That's what he does. He goes around and he finds people who have been wronged, and he writes those wrongs. And that's that's pretty much the the big thing. The Saint also was made into a movie, 1997, starring Val Kilmer. Did any of you see that? I like that movie. I did not see that. No. Yeah. It's good to see that Val Kilmer did something like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, if if you get a chance to check that one we'll out, have a 1997, watch party. you can you can watch movie. the movie with Val Kilmer. I thought it was kind of fun, good espionage and spy craft and other things in that. So, The Saint 
as as we were talking before recording, and I said, this is Roger Moore doing a better James Bond than when he was James Bond. <laughs> really? That's, right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, I think well, that he plays it more in the line of Sean Connery than the way that he plays James. But, you know, to be fair... He did this in the 60s. James Bond was in the 70s. It was full of polyester and leisure suits and that sort of thing. So what, what do you expect, really? I mean, what, and what Craig, did I read once that um, that Moore was approached to to play Bond early in the series, but he had prior commitments and maybe it was the saint? I don't know, but that sounds very possible. I think I think I did read that. Yeah. Can oh. I, hey, speaking of that, can I just jump in like from out of left field here? Yeah, when you talk sure. about it? There are two names that I have to throw out regarding James Bond. When they were trying to land, you know, pick their first James Bond, Cubby Broccoli, the best man at his wedding was Cary Grant. Oh. No. And wow. he was going to have Cary Grant play James Bond, which would have been awesome, but he knew that it would have been a one picture deal, that Grant would have only done one. So he decided not to do that. They were looking for the franchise. I yeah, so that's I fascinating. The second one is after Connery left, right, the first time, they're looking around, they were going to go uh, the American, but no, this is Lazenby, I'm sorry. So they were done with Lazenby, and the push was to go an American route. You will never guess who was in the mix. Adam West. What? No way. Batman. Oh. Yes. Wow. Oh. He was in the mix. They wound up signing a guy. I think his name, I'm, I'm, I'm working off my memory on this one, James Gavin or something like that. They signed him to be Bond. He was an American. Then United Artists said, no, nah, we want Sean Connery back. You can't have <laughs> got, an American they Bond. Connery, they gave Connery an enormous amount of money and a two-picture deal that he could control. Oh. And... And Gavin stepped away in a good fact. You know what he wound up being? He was an ambassador under Ronald Reagan, I believe, no. <laughs> to, to Italy. Wow. So there you go. That's kind of fun. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't Shirley Temple also an ambassador under Reagan? I, I think you might be right, yeah. actually. I think that's true. Uh, <laughs> was she UN? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, The Saint. If you haven't seen The Saint, see The Saint. Uh, the TV series is fantastic. He drives that cool old Volvo with a, a two-seater Volvo. Those are really sweet. Simon Templer is the man. It's very cool. <laughs> the other one is, as Paula pointed out, in the 1950s, there was the Western. And in the <laughs> 60s, the spy genre took over. And one show melded the two together. Wild Wild West with Robert Conrad. James West is a Secret Service kind of guy. He's a spy. He's got his sidekick, Artemis Gordon, who develops all sorts of cool gadgets and tricks and all of that sort of thing. Will Smith reprised the role. Don't remember if that was the 90s or what, but uh, actually did a pretty fun remake as Jim, Jim West. And uh, very, very worthwhile. I loved this show. I would come home from school and I would watch this or The Saint, depending on what was on reruns right after school. Just always loved Wild Wild West. Uh, Robert Conrad does a great job. 
not quite as good as his role in Hawaiian Eye, which is another one, but that's more of a <laughs> that's more of a detective than a spy thing. So do check out Wild Wild West. Did we talk about Mission Impossible? No. <clears throat> oh gosh. Not. Who's who's the big Mission Impossible fan in the group? Because I'm not. <laughs> I like the music. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, the, the show is great. I mean, what's his? I can't. His name is escaping me. Who played uh, the main the main character in, in Mission Impossible? Help me out here. You mean the actor or the? Yeah, I the just actor. know Tom Cruise. Um, movies. Oh, gosh, this, this is, is terrible. Yeah, this, this is, is riveting podcasting right here. <laughs> <laughs> riveting. Um, you know that guy in that thing. <laughs> great television in- show. That's also a great television show. Always doing. Not overtly talking about the Cold War to Soviets, but it was pretty clear what they were doing and oh. and just kind of doing all sorts of interesting stories. I think for that time, there were it was great stuff. Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek right. ran up on, oh. on Mission Impossible for a while. So that was great stuff. And then, quite frankly, I love the Tom Cruise movies. With Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Tom Cruise movies were. And the weird thing about the Tom Cruise movies are that they keep getting better. I've never seen a movie series where the movies get better as time goes on. And I would argue that's what's been going on with those. So you it's know, kind of fun. I tell you, I am impressed with Tom Cruise's ability to pick good scripts because he he consistently picks good good scripts. Mm-hmm. He's pretty gifted that way. Let's see here. Started 1966, Mission Impossible. Ran through 73. Gosh, I'm, I'm kind of stumped after that. And Peter, <laughs> Peter Graves is the name we're looking Thank for, you. by the way. Peter Thank Graves. you. Yeah. Shame on yeah. me, my goodness. <laughs> That's terrible. Wow. Have to work on our Mission Impossible craft a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are so many wonderful movies, TV shows, some not so wonderful that are spoof of James Bond or lookalikes, as, as we like to say. If you have any ideas of other ones, send us an email or Find us on Facebook and tell us what we missed, because I'm sure we missed quite a bit. This is something that is really, really fun. There, There is quite a bit to talk about here. I think we've kind of run dry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, until next time, stay swell. Thanks for joining us, Ray. Thank Always you, good to have oh, you. Oh, I appreciate it. This is great fun. Two times now, I guess. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, do, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, do check out You'll Ray's, be famous now. Do check no out way, Ray's you're books. Already famous. <laughs> Ray's books on Amazon, the uh, pastor Stephen Grant novels. Check those and out. And RayKeatingOnline.com. Ray Keating and if you want to see James Bond as your pastor or your priest, well, then read those books. There you go. <laughs> Until next time, stay swell, everybody. We'll see you.